This episode of the Oz Movie Geek podcast is sponsored by Kix. Kix is an online film and television retailer specializing in the latest Sony, Universal, and Paramount films and television shows. You can use the exclusive code OZGEEK15 to receive 15% off your order. Thank you to the wonderful team at Kix. Now to the review. Graduation. I told you I was going. I had to drive a dad. This party is about to get lit. I love this song. I'm here with the OGs. I need a burrito. <laughs> this cannot be happening. No one will really know what we did. Did anyone see us that night? No. Why do you ask? Even if someone knows what happened, they can't prove it. I'm telling you, more people are gonna die. This can't be a coincidence. I think that she might be the killer. You're just trying to save yourself. Think any of us know what we're really capable of. You were all the worst people I know. Totally fake. Sociopath. Drug addict. All you do is lie. You had sex with the one person I love. Hello? Everything was fine until she came back. I need to tell the truth. What if I don't know the truth? There is no redemption in this life. Good! It's brutal out here. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek podcast. I'm your host, Pato, and today I am joined by Jess. Hi, everyone. How are you today, Chris? I'm good, thank you, Jess. How how are you? Pretty good. Ready to analyse this fantastic yet annoying TV show. <laughs> well, what we're talking about today is the Amazon Prime adaptation of the 1997 film um, and its subsequent sequels with I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, this is a film series that Jess was unfamiliar with until recently. We watched the first one, um, directed uh, or written by Kevin Williamson. Um, from Scream fame, and a lot of people always thought about that film as a Scream knockoff, um, but Kevin Williamson did actually write it beforehand, and it wasn't until Scream success that it got made. Uh, but it was a film that you didn't hate. You thought it was okay? Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't uh, a little bit gory, but it wasn't supernatural, so I didn't mind it. No, it's a pretty good whodunit, and it's a, I wouldn't even say it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I legitimately think it's a pretty okay slasher film, especially in a post-Scream world. Wait, I'm trying to remember what happens in it. Tainted by it. The hook man. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The fisher. It's in... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they chuck him in the... Yeah. Yeah. So the TV show follows, I guess, a similar um, formula. It's uh, essentially a whodunit. Um, We're we're following this group of characters on the night of their graduation after an event takes place that sees one of them die. 
and they have to come up with some concoction of a plan to essentially dispose of the body um, instead of being normal people and going to the authorities because they're worried a few of them have got into decent schools past um, or post-graduation. So they're like, oh, we can't really do anything. We're, we're sort of tied to this event. Um, and yeah, we follow these characters one year later as they all return home. That's pretty much it. Wait, are you talking about the movie? Or are you talking about the TV show? TV show. Okay, yeah, but the the mu- the water thickens. The oh, it water does, but muddies, um, muddies because the person that dies is a sister, a twin yeah, sister. Yeah, but that's or the that's the general setup of the show. We'll get into yeah. all of that. Well, they don't they don't all return. Just Lennon returns. No, the um. Oh, and the boy. Yeah, they a few of them return. Margot's there. Margot was meant mm-hmm. to go to college, but she's decided to stay home and have a gap year. But. Yeah, we're, we're following this group of characters in their small hometown. They look like they're on an island in Hawaii. It's never distinctly it's said Hawaii. where they are. Yeah, it's pretty much just a, um, yeah, either a Hawaiian knockoff or Hawaii. But that's the general setup of the show. Um, we'll get into our thoughts in a second. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much it. So without further ado, we'll just pass it on to the trailer to tell you what the show's about, and then we'll get stuck into this one. So take it away, trailer. So I Know What You Did Last Summer, the 2021 reboot, um, is directed by a number of people, but more interestingly, it was executive produced by James Wan, who is one of the best filmmakers alive at the moment. Very confused uh, as to what his involvement is in this show. Um, But the film stars Madison Eisman as Lennon, Brian Tejou as Margot, um, Ezekiel Goodman as Dylan, Ashley Moore as Riley, um, and I guess we can say Madison Eisman has a dual character in playing Allison as well. Um, and essentially what we have here is on graduation night, the, the two twin sisters, um, um, Lennon and Allison, are having a bit of an argument. And uh, Allison essentially assumes the identity of her twin sister, Lennon, sort of on happenstance. It's not really on purpose to begin with. It's just like she's too emotionally distraught to really distinguish herself, really, isn't she? Up until that point, she's sort of, like, not in the right headspace to... No, well, she jumps in the car and Lennon's friends jump in the car assuming that she is Lennon and not Alison, and then they say, oh, Lennon, drive, and she doesn't say anything. She just assumes her sister's identity. Yeah, so, yeah, and then afterwards they're on the road and they run over the real Lennon, um, and she's dead. They have to dispose of the body, um, which they do so in a cave. And, yeah, we follow them one year later. But right off the bat, these it's like the most unlikable group of characters. They're honestly just all horrible people. They're not, like, none of them are redeeming on that first episode, I don't think. None of them are redeeming the whole way through. No, <laughs> you sort of learn though, like uh, the the see the interesting the uh, well, interesting and frustrating part of this show is that we have a decent enough setup, like it's a pretty simple setup. And to be honest, the characters in the original film aren't likable, but they're played by likable actors. Like in the original, you have Freddie Prince Jr., Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Johnny Galecki, Ryan Phillippe. It's a pretty good cast for back in nineteen ninety seven. But here, we don't have any star power behind these actors. Madison Eisman is probably the best. She's the one who does the dual performances, um, Lennon and... Um, what's the other one? Alison. Uh, she does a pretty good job, but they're just the most unlikable, despicable people. Like they're, they're, 
the dialogue in this is horrendous. Probably the worst dialogue I've heard in anything recently. It feels like it was written by a 60-year-old who thinks this is the way that 18-year-olds talk. Even by the way that they dress and the way that they... It's just... Uh, I can't believe you made me watch this. It, yeah, it, it's a pretty bad show. Um, like I said, it, it's disappointing in the sense that it feels like a wasted... It's wasted potential. It's a pretty simple premise, and it lends itself to some decent moments. There are, like, little trinkets of things that could be explored. Like I said, the Allison um, and Lennon dynamic is really clever, but it's just not used at all. And the actual Lennon, not not Allison as Lennon, that her whole life and her self-harm and all of that is just... It goes after, like, the fourth episode. We don't ever come back to you know, what she's gone through or what, what's sort of going on there. It's very, it's disposed of. So I don't know what the setup was there. It feels very I think, wasted. I think in the show they're trying to do too many themes. So they're trying to do the angsty teenager. They're trying to, like, explore mental health again and and why, you know, there's, there's self-harm and there's other, like, you know... Um, there's that only fans piece and things like this. They're trying to touch on so many individual issues or um, uh, not factors, but different themes, um, and trying to, you know, be a little bit ahead of the time and and look at it. But they just do it so wrong and so you just sit there and cringe half the time. Um, and that comes down to a lot of the writing. Like the, yeah. write, the writing here is really poor. There's no – the characters themselves could be likable if they were written in just even a little bit of a better way. They don't have to be the best characters because what they've done and the catalyst for the show is pretty horrible. Well, we'll take, take Riley, for example. Now, Riley is um, obviously from a low socioeconomic background – um, she's, she's also likable. I, I like her more than the others. Yeah, but what I think you're meant to love her. I think you're meant to feel really sorry for her when she dies. So they play her character off. That uh, are you allowed spoilers? Or? Yeah, we're spoiling. We're this. spoiling. Anyway, so you're meant to like her, I think, but you just can't because of this party scene that we just keep going back to, and she's dealing drugs. And now, I think you're meant to feel sorry for her that she has to make money by dealing drugs and things like that. And then you go back to her home life and her home life is not um, fantastic. I mean, her mum's there, but um, she comes from a pretty um, unsettled background. The thing is with that, though, as well, is that her mum comes across almost likeable, though. She's she's kind of funny and she's nice to Riley, even though they're doing the drug deal and everything. But she's... She is. She's nice to Riley. Yeah, she's just a bit... Bogan would be the... Which, yeah, she, yeah, she's dealing with... And like, especially when she finds out that Riley's... Um, missing. Missing. And, yeah, and, and I guess the, the different characters... So we have Margot, um, who's very much like a, an influencer, I guess, is her thing. Not very much like she is an influencer. Well, she is, but, the, like, it's the way they go about it. So they introduce... Induced to me, which is a thing I didn't know about, which is a, a, a internet fad or a YouTube fad called muck banging, which I didn't know was a thing. Essentially, it's just like engorging yourself with food um, on camera. And there's a huge audience for this. I found like there's a bunch of YouTubers who do it, and it's like it's really disgusting. Um, and I'm sorry if anyone likes it, but I don't understand what the appeal is because it's filthy. Um, Anyway, it's like this gluttonous act of just stuffing food into your face until you pretty much... It's it's a form of self-harm in a way. 
Um, I was telling Jess, there's this guy on YouTube called Ricardo Avocado, who's got like 10 million subscribers, and he's put on like 200 pounds in three, which I don't know what the equivalent of that is in kilos, but it's a lot of weight in three years. Anyway, they're sort of making light on that, and they warn you at the start of that episode. They say, this episode contains self-harm, and I said to you at the end of it, I was like, what is the self-harm of this episode? But then we were like, oh, maybe it's the fact that she's doing that at the start of the episode. Not entirely sure, but her character is incredibly annoying throughout the whole thing. She's selfish. She's, and I guess when the reveal that she actually is the killer by the end of the, the show. Which makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. They try to make it make sense. There's like a post credit scene where she explains how she did it all um, in like a vlog, but it doesn't make any sense. I, I was thinking, how the hell did she rig up the, or even her and her, her bodyguard, Kyle, um, Riley's mum passes away when she's looking for Riley. She's led to this field and then she's killed by being hung, hoisted up on a, on a, like a, what do you call them? Like a, a dump truck. Yeah. And she's being hauled up on that and then she, she dies. How the hell did, uh, Margot and her bodyguard do that? That's not explained. No, no. And just to give a little bit of context, there's like, so the group, um, after Lennon dies, the group um, then experiences a series of murders a year later, obviously. Um, one of them was Margot's best friend. Uh, another one... Her boyfriend, her boyf- too. Her boyfriend. Oh, he, his boyfriend, sorry. Uh, yeah, her... Sorry. So Margot's best friend and his her best friend's boyfriend um, are killed. Then Riley's killed. Then, no, no. Oh no, sorry. The then, then the sh- then the sheriff. No, sorry. It's the it's the guy that works in the restaurant. Yeah. Then there's a restaurant. He dies. A waitress dies. Um, a the sheriff dies. Riley dies. And so each even and Clara, who's like the leader of this cult, this cult. she commits oh, that's su- right. she commits suicide. Though. That's right. There's also a cult in this show. Yeah. So uh, the, <laughs> the, the cult acts more so as a red herring, more so than anything, but. There's like supernatural implications at the end of it because Riley comes back to life. There's no way she can be alive. Uh, the she thing is, is dead that, for weeks. But that's what I mean, though. I think that it's like a supernatural thing. And I was thinking about it. So at the end of it, essentially, Riley's death is pretty brutal. Her hands cut off initially, and then she's like stranded in the woods. And, and this is another irritating thing. She would be dead. She crawls for about. I'm assuming it would be over five kilometers. She's been stabbed in the chest and the stomach, and her arms being cut off. She would be. She would bleed out. But she makes it all the way back to her house and dies on the lawn. So yeah, and that, uh, and they get dragged away and then covered in honey. The the thing, yeah. So there's this weird honey thing, which I think I'm, I'm assuming that's like a um, that's a preserving agent or something. I'm assuming. You can't can't preserve something that's already dead. Yeah, well, I'm assuming, though, that's... <laughs> well, I mean, that's... sorry, you can, but they're not going to come back to life. No, but but that's what I'm saying. That there's, like, supernatural implications because at the end of it we see Dylan, who's also just a terrible character. Dylan's reading a book because he is essentially convicted of the crimes and he's the one who goes to prison. We see him in prison and he's reading his inmates a book and we focus on the word rebirth. Then we see that, which I think, my prediction, this is what I think that Riley is actually Clara reborn and that's what happened in that cave because we don't see what happens in the cave. So I'm assuming that when we, we highlight, we specifically look at that word rebirth, it's focus. Everything else is blurred and we see rebirth. Yeah, because they're hoping for a season two. 
which and I um, that's what and I'm saying that they're gonna get it. they're going into like a supernatural angle because yeah. Riley only becomes alive as well after Dylan's reading that and her hand is returned to her. Did you notice that? No. Her eyes don't open until the hands back with her because no, her hands I was in the. Just so anyway, I think they're going for like a supernatural angle for um, season two, and I, I I don't know the success of the show so far. I know that like. It's a popular IP. You said that the last episode was rated a four. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I rated it a two. <laughs> but but that doesn't matter. They don't care. It can get a one. If there's you know if they're making forty million dollars off people subscribing to Amazon Prime to watch it, they do not care. Mm. Um, so I, I I um there's yeah there's a bunch of uh, different plot lines. So we have like Lennon and Allison's dad, who is like also the worst father in history. Um, he's sleeping with the sheriff. Um, he's a terrible father, just an There's awful guy. There's a weird partnership to the um, the sheriff and him. They just sleep around with each other all the time. And she never works. The sheriff, okay, so the sheriff has six murders in her town and all she can think about is on, on duty going and sleeping with the twins' dad and it's just like, do your job. Especially like you, you put it into perspective. I'm assuming that the population of this town is like 4,000 people. Well, they all came to the funeral. Yeah, so there's not many people there. Um, and like you've had six murders in the space of like a week. So the town should be in lockdown. They should be asking for assistance. There should be like cops everywhere from like a state police force or something we don't have any of that. There's like a, a There's co- two po- cops. There's two cops and a coroner, and that's it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The 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 thing that gets me with the show is so I, I said to you multiple times throughout, it's like a really well shot show. Like it's it does a, look pretty. It's a very good looking show, like very high production value. But it's a Sony TV, like Sony Amazon joint. Like it's a it's a big production. Yeah. Like I said, James Wan, who's like one of the best. Voices in Horror, the director of The Conjuring films, the director of the Insidious films, uh, most recently Malignant. He's like a really talented filmmaker, and I don't understand what his involvement is here, but if he's an executive producer, I'm assuming he was on set. So I don't know if that's why the show looks good, because they've got a good filmmaker who's like pulling the strings in the background. But yeah, it's just a, it's just a, a mess. Um, One of the things that I hate the most about the show and I kept saying to you all the time we keep going back to this party keep going back to this party and you said oh of course like we have to but it kind of kept like every episode they had to repeat what you'd already seen so you But it's from back, different perspectives yeah, so but, but we understood like they they took so much time going back to this party and you'd see you'd see Lennon and Alison fighting from a different angle or you'd see her dancing with Riley from a different angle. See, but I didn't mind that though because it, it was like each episode's broken up to giving the individual a, a chance to shine. Yeah, but, so, what, but what I think, and I think you always tell me, oh, because everything's not wrapped up within an episode, but I just kept feeling like they were a little bit lost. So each time they try and they drop something and they wouldn't, tie it up in the episode or they'd leave it open-ended and then the next episode they'd start something else and a different plot would start without tying everything up. But they weren't meant to, though, because if you tied everything up, then we would know who the killer was no, in the second episode. No, that's, what, that's not what I'm saying. Like, each plot kind of has the episode and then it's left and then you don't talk about that plot again. So, like... But but that's because, this, like, I understand what you're saying, but mm. the thing is there was no conclusion to that party. That's, They've that's lived that saying. party now for the whole year that they're alive yeah that's what i'm saying though but each episode has this unresolved plot unresolved plot and then the final episode 
they try and tie it up with Margot being the killer, but none of it makes any sense. And they keep going back to this party, and it's just yeah. See, I don't, I don't feel like because it's the catalyst of the show, which is what we've just talked mm. about. But my thing is like, there's no conclusion to the actual like that. That's why that we we see that because the party's just it's ongoing for them because yeah. the the events of that party have it ruined wasn't their a very lives. Good party. Um, I thought that out of the flashback sequences, I think the best episode is the one where Riley dies. That's easily the best episode of the show. I think. Yeah, it was probably. I knew you were going to say that actually when you said. I think my best episode, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be the one where they're at Clara's house." Because it's it's the cult house. It's genuinely creepy, though the way that it's filmed. Um, the flashback sequences. Oh, yeah, I love my ears at sometimes. Well, um, the flashback sequences with Riley though are kind of entertaining because, like I said, she's probably the most likable character out of a lot of them. So when you're seeing she was in love with Dylan, so we get to see that from a different perspective, and just seeing her. Like, obviously it hurts her because Dylan ends up sleeping See, with Lennon. And the irritating thing, though, is in that episode you find out that Riley and him are best friends and have been best friends the whole time. No, that's hinted at before then. Well, I didn't pick up on that. I was going to say, where did that come from? That you was just in, the, that in the, ver- the very first episode when um, Riley, Riley and him are, are talking before. Remember when um, Allison gets freaked out and goes in the bathroom and we have that really uncomfortable conversation where... Lennon's telling her um, how to perform oral sex because she's like, she's not right because she's not sleeping with everyone. And Lennon's like anti-slut shaming her. It's really, really strange. Um, And the, like, I guess the catalyst for that is that Alison is in love with Dylan, but Dylan sleeps with Lennon. And Lennon's being selfish, and she filmed it as well because she has her own OnlyFans account See, using Alison's name. It's just weird. Why is there an OnlyFans account? Well, like... Why is that a plot? Why? Well, I think I, <laughs> that never got tied up either. That was just like, she has an OnlyFans account, the sheriff found it. I don't think That's that was, but I don't think that was, I think it was meant to show that Lennon had secrets. That was the idea. They weren't yeah, meant we to. We already knew she had secrets. Yeah, but that, that was an example. Well, we how, watch, how are we going to get a conclusion that she's dead? Well, we had to watch a whole reel of her OnlyFans yeah, account. But, it was but so weird. Ha, ha, we're not going to get a conclusion to that because she's dead. So we can't say, they can't go and say, oh, Lennon, why, why did you do that? We, we don't know yeah. because she's dead. So... That was just to show the audience, I think, that she had secrets and she wasn't a nice person too because she was using Alison's name. But um, the more that Alison was becoming Lennon as a facade because she had to, that whole thing, she starts to understand a bit more about her too. We also never found out why she had to be, why Alison had to be being Lennon. Like why? I I don't know if it's because she's in shock or what it is. But but why didn't she just come out and say, oh, was like yeah I why did know. she have to take on the like i don't get that no. and and then, I, I think she's and why her dad made her fake it too because she told her dad and then her dad's like oh well you'll have to be lennon now but what? I, why? I, yeah I, I don't know i i think what they were going for is that um allison was that unhappy in her own life that she wanted someone else's i think that's what they were going for like i, I do think that's what they were doing weird but i think that's what they were going they didn't for. Work for them though um yeah, I found just the overall, um, the central plot, it's like, like I said, it's very simple. It's a whodunit. Like, that's that's what we're dealing with. But the red herrings that are introduced are, like, knocked off really quickly. So we have the guy, the guy that gets killed with the slushy. Oh, yeah. Um, he owns the same sort of truck, and he's, like, he's in love with Lennon. So he's, like, stalking. We thought that he was stalking Allison, but he wasn't. Um because he thinks Alison's Lennon. 
but uh, he dies pretty early on, so we know he's not the killer. Um, with that, which I don't understand how, like, Kyle must have had to have done that kill because Margot's not big enough to do that. I, <laughs> she explains how she did it, but it doesn't make any sense. Um, and like I said, Margot... And why the bodyguard start helping her with murder? And then her mum her mom starts helping her too. She says in that post credit scene. Yeah, mum... It's, yeah. it's really rushed. I, I think that the there honestly should have been probably another... They got another, to the end and they were like, crap, we actually don't know who it there, is. There probably needed to be another couple of episodes though. I if couldn't you're, watch any more. I was done. But I think you honestly need that though because it's just, it's stretched to... It, it's a storyline... What are they going to keep doing? Just well, you had to, you like, because look at the way we've ended it. We, we've ended it by having our, our killer explain how she kills people in a post credit scene in a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah, it was almost like it was off Survivor. You know when people get voted off Survivor and they show all the votes and then they they the people get on and explain why they voted for that person? That's <laughs> exactly when the credits are rolling. That is exactly what this scene was. Well, I don't watch Survivor, but sure. I, you know, they voted for Dave and then they're like... At the end, the credits are rolling. They're like, Dave, I'm sorry. Um, we just wanted someone else stronger in our team. So that's why I had to vote for you today. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't watch Survivor, so I can't I can't comment. But it was incredibly lazy writing and it was incredibly rushed. See, that would have worked for me if they explained it. Even if she had like a villain monologue to the characters, it doesn't make sense who she's making the vlog for. She's not going to tell her fans on no, her no, Instagram. No, she did. It was for Lennon. She said, this is for my best friend, Lennon. No. Oh, so she's creating a vlog for, for her. For her, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't make any sense still, though, because why would she record that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, know. For our own viewership. Yeah, that's all it, all it's there for, and it's just incredibly poorly executed. And that's what I mean, though. That, that comes naturally, like the villainous, like, twirling well, the moustache, saying, know. this is what I did, this is what I did. Like, I, I would have see, it would have made sense to me that she drug, let's say, here's an alternate ending. She drugs Lennon slash Allison because she's realised that that's not who it is and she's hit Dylan over the head to frame Dylan and she's explaining to Dylan what she's done and saying, I'm going to frame you now and then Dylan's hero saves the day. No, that's how you end something, not what what happens here. I was going to say something about Lennon and Allison, but I forget. It was like some kind of storyline that I was going to make fun of, but I forget now. No, I don't... Yeah, I... I think that the the show itself is incredibly well produced. It's poorly written. The acting's okay. Um, the guy that plays Dylan is terrible. I don't see. He's that always guy. got a look on his face, like, oh, you can't, <laughs> you can't see me. But like a surprised look and like a squinty eye, like he's on drugs all the time. I don't. Oh, also, what does his mum like? There was this random. His mum's like a. She's like, like a, a nudist or something. Yeah, I know. She pops up and she's nude running through. Uh, and he feeds goats. I don't get the goat. Yeah, thing. I don't know. I think he's like this comes from a really alternate family. I think yeah, that's. I don't, I don't think there's much to look into there. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like a red herring through most of it as well. But he's just like he obviously has some ties to Clara and the cult. Not entirely sure what his relationship is with them. The cult wasn't even explained it's what the explained, cult does. No. So they just refer to this cult. There's like a mass suicide. We know that. Yeah, and they just refer to this cult the whole way through, but they actually don't talk about what the cult did. I mean, if I had to compare it to um, uh, The Leftovers, one of my favourite shows, the cult there, like the show was centred around the cult. Um, uh, heavens, no, that's Jim Jones's cult. Um, the Guilty Remnants. Gu- Guilty Remnants, that's it. 
And you understood what the guilty remnants stood for. You understood that they ran the town. And now this cult in, I know what you did last summer, is referenced so much. But one, we still don't know what the cult did. Two, Lennon's mum and dad were married in the cult and then it ruined their marriage. And then there was a mass suicide. And there's like names on the wall because Dylan's obsessed with the names on the wall. There's people covered in honey. There's spiders. There's this whole... Clara's like a keeper. Clara commits suicide for it. I I just don't... They never explain what the cult does. So... I'm okay with mystery, but it has to be... But they didn't tie it up. It's going back to my thing. They never tied that up. See, the thing is, though, even in like really good horror movies and stuff, you don't necessarily... There's proponents of rules. You establish rules so you understand what's going on. I'm okay with there to be mystery still surrounding the cult, but it just feels to me that it acted as a red herring for the whole, uh, like we're looking at the cult because we think that they're responsible for the death of these deaths. We think because we see Clara there that night and we find out that she's got this weird uh, cave that's set up and she was present on the night of um, when when they kill Lennon, when they're dumping the body. Um, and she obviously keeps the body, and she obviously, and I think that's what that hint is. Oh, that's her, right. In like episode four, Lennon's body just pops up in the ocean next to Alison. Ma- though, what makes sense about that now is the honey thing. Obviously, they're using honey to preserve the body. Yeah, but it's a it's a bloody big ocean, and the body yeah. just magically pops up next to Alison. Please, I'm okay with things like that. Like, I'm not okay with no, that. No, well, you have to take some liberties somewhere, and that's a liberty that I'm I'll okay with. I'll take liberties in the fact that. That, um, Does she watch Harry Potter? Yeah, that that is witchcraft. You know what you're yeah, but you for. Can, this. B- because you can just say, you have something that doesn't make sense. You can say, oh, it's just witchcraft. You could say here, oh, it's just it's cult magic. <sighs> doesn't anyway, matter. I, I'm trying to find something that I liked about this show, but I'm really scraping the barrel. I think that, the like I said, the Riley episode was pretty well done. Um, I thought that most of the cast, like, they're okay. I think that Madison Iceman... You just Iceman, said that they were the worst people ever. No, I didn't. I said Dylan's terrible. I oh, think that... You said none of the characters were likable. Characters and acting is a different thing, just. The characters <laughs> relates to poor writing. Acting relates to the actual performances. You can be a, a terrible, unlikable character, but the acting to make you feel that way can be good. And I think that some of them are okay. I think Madison Iceman is easily the best. She plays the dual role of Allison and, um, and Lennon. I thought the cop was pretty good. She's a good actress. I thought she was actually, like, I know she's not a good character, but I think she's a good actress. Um, I liked her. Clara's creepy. I liked Clara. Um, Riley's good. Um, I hated Dylan. Uh, what, he's my least favourite. I don't like Margot, but Dylan's terrible. He's terrible. He's just, like, mopey kid that just, like, oh, woe with me. Like, I'm just a sad little boy. Like, nah, get out of my life. Don't like him. Um, I hope he's rotting in prison, <laughs> even though he's not guilty. Um, but I just found, yeah, overall the show's, it's not good. Um, I, I, I don't see myself tuning in for a season two, but at the same time I'm interested I'm enough not. to see you what happens. You can watch that one yourself. I'm interested enough if it does get a season two just to see. I, I just want to see, like, the Riley no, thing explained. Then we have to sit th- it won't be explained, and then we have to sit it there for be. another nine episodes of trash. It will be. I'm never going to get those nine hours back. It wasn't nine hours. It was eight hours. I'm never going to get those eight hours back. Um, yeah, it was It was pretty bad. I'm going to give the show a three out of ten. I'm gonna I told three. you what I gave it. I gave it a two. And you were like, don't be so harsh. It's a two. 
Well, I was trying to think of just more positives. Like I said, it's a good-looking show. There's one episode I legitimately liked. Um, the kills were pretty decent for a horror movie, I guess. But the problem is a lot of them happen off-screen, which is kind of frustrating. You only saw the dead body, which was disgusting. Yeah, which is kind of frustrating, though, because it's a... It's not frustrating. Watching people die is not good, Prasi. It is good for a horror movie. That's what fans like, Jess. It's hard hard to... It's not hard to explain. People like decent kills in their horror movies. People are psychopaths. Well, don't watch <laughs> horror movies, then. You make me watch horror movies. I don't want to watch them. I have them. this argument on the podcast, <laughs> Jess, but um, the idea of, you know, having... Like, the, the kills in the original one were pretty decent, and you see most of them. Like, my favourite scene in I Know What You Did Last Summer is the fantastic sequence where there's the parade going on and Michelle Geller's... Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is so close to the um, the parade, but she's being killed in the alleyway. Really well done sequence. There's nothing like that here. The characters, like I said, are incredibly unlikable. Um, yeah, it's it's a poor show. Yeah, I did not did not love it, and it's a shame because, like I I said, it's a it's an IP that lends itself to being interesting drama. Doesn't have to be fantastic, but. They just try to take too many unique directions that just don't have any payoff. And, and just what did I say? I said that at the start of this podcast. They have too many themes and too many categories that they're trying to hit and they don't hit any of them. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very, very average time. Um, if you're going to watch a new um, series, definitely watch Chucky. It's much better. It deals with... Chucky's dealing with like. Well, you can't be talking about Chucky on the. I don't know what you did last summer. I definitely podcast. can be. I'm telling you. Are you going to review this? Stay tuned for a review on Chucky. I will review <laughs> Chucky, but I'm saying that if you're going to watch something right now, I would recommend watching Chucky because they're both based on um, horror IPs. So it makes sense to go and check out something that's much better. And Chucky is a lot better. Deals with. Uh, very interesting themes, including gender politics, bullying, and does take it in uh, into a, a modern day perspective, but does so in like a really mature manner. It's just a really good show. And I, if you're going to watch something new and you wanted to watch a horror TV show at the moment, definitely watch Chucky because it's worth your time. It's streaming on Nine now, um, but yeah, definitely worth your time. I know what you did last summer is not. Uh, do not watch this show. Or if you want another good show, New Amsterdam is actually currently streaming week to week yeah. on Stan. People who are listening to this podcast are going to be watching New Amsterdam. Don't be, watch New there'll Amsterdam. There'll be some fans out there. If you're going to watch a hospital drama, watch House. <laughs> I am going to watch House after I finish True Detective. Yeah, watch House because it's brilliant. Uh, but that brings this episode to a close, guys. So thank you again for listening. Make sure you check out my other reviews and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OzMovieGeek. You can also rate and review the podcast down below and share it with your friends too, which will be greatly appreciated. Any closing comments, Jess? Um, sorry if we offended any of the producers or actors that are listening to this podcast who were in I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was okay, but only a two. Do better. Be better. There you go. Be better. Um, but, yeah, that brings this episode to a close, guys. So until next time, peace out. Bye.